Section 3 of The Lady of the Lake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. The Lady of the Lake by Sir Walter Scott. Canto Third The Gathering. One. Time rolls his ceaseless course, the race of yore, who danced our infancy upon their knee, and told our marvelling boyhood legends store of their strange ventures happed by land or sea. How are they blotted from the things that be? How few, all weak and withered of their force, wait on the verge of dark eternity like stranded wrecks the tide returning horse to sweep them from out sight time rolls his ceaseless course yet live there still who can remember well how when a mountain chief his bugle blew both field and forest dingle cliff and dell and solitary heath the signal knew and fast the faithful clan around him drew what time the warning note was keenly wound what time aloft their kindred banner flew while clamorous war-pipes yelled the gathering sound and while the fiery cross glanced like a meteor round two the summer dawn's reflected hue to purple changed loch catrin's blue mildly and soft the western breeze just kissed the lake just stirred the trees and the pleased lake like maiden coy trembled but dimpled not for joy the mountain shadows on her breast were neither broken nor at rest in bright uncertainty they lie like future joys to fancy's eye the water-lily to the light her chalice reared of silver bright the doe awoke and to the lawn begemmed with dewdrops led her fawn the grey mist left the mountain-side the torrent showed its glistening pride invisible in flecked sky the lark sent down her revelry the blackbird and the speckled thrush good morrow gave from brake and bush in answer cooed the cushet dove her notes of peace and rest and love three no thought of peace no thought of rest assuaged the storm in roderick's breast with sheathed broadsword in his hand abrupt he paced the islet strand and eyed the rising sun and laid his hand on his impatient blade beneath a rock his vassal's care was prompt the ritual to prepare with deep and deathful meaning fraught for such antiquity had taught was preface meet ere yet abroad the cross of fire should take its road the shrinking band stood oft aghast at the impatient glance he cast such glance the mountain eagle threw as from the cliffs of benvenue she spread her dark sails on the wind and high in middle heaven reclined with her broad shadow on the lake silenced the warblers of the brake 
four a heap of withered boughs was piled of juniper and rowan wild mingled with shivers from the oak rent by the lightning's recent stroke brian the hermit by it stood barefooted in his frock and hood his grizzled beard and matted hair obscured a visage of despair his naked arms and legs seemed o'er the scars of frantic penance bore that monk of savage form and face the impending danger of his race had drawn from deepest solitude far in banharo's bosom rude not his the mien of christian priest but druids from the grave released whose hardened heart and eye might brook on human sacrifice to look and much twas said of heathen lore mixed in the charms he muttered o'er the hallowed creed gave only worse and deadlier emphasis of curse no peasant sought that hermit's prayer his cave the pilgrim shunned with care the eager huntsman knew his bound and in mid-chase called off his hound or if in lonely glen or strath the desert-dweller met his path he prayed and signed the cross between while terror took devotion's mean five of brian's birth strange tales were told his mother watched a midnight fold built deep within a dreary glen where scattered lay the bones of men in some forgotten battle slain and bleached by drifting wind and rain it might have tamed a warrior's heart to view such mockery of his art the knot-grass fettered there the hand which once could burst an iron band beneath the broad and ample bone that bucklered heart to fear unknown a feeble and a timorous guest the field fair framed her lowly nest there the slow blindworm left his slime on the fleet limbs that mocked at time and there too lay the leader's skull still wreathed with chaplet flushed and full for heathbell with her purple bloom supplied the bonnet and the plume all night in this sad glen the maid sat shrouded in her mantle's shade she said no shepherd sought her side no hunter's hand her snood untied yet ne'er again to braid her hair the virgin snood did olive wear gone was her maiden glee and sport her maiden girdle all too short nor sought she from that fatal night or holy church or blessed rite but locked her secret in her breast and died in travail unconfessed six alone among his young compeers was brian from his infant years a moody and heart-broken boy estranged from sympathy and joy bearing each taunt which careless tongue on his mysterious lineage flung whole nights he spent by moonlight pale to wood and stream his teal to wail till frantic he as truth received what of his birth the crowd believed and sought in mist and meteor fire to meet and know his phantom sire in vain to soothe his wayward fate the cloister oped her pitying gate 
in vain the learning of the age unclasped the sable-lettered page even in its treasures he could find food for the fever of his mind eager he read whatever tells of magic cabalah and spells and every dark pursuit allied to curious and presumptuous pride till with fired brain and nerves o'erstrung and heart with mystic horrors wrung desperate he sought banharo's den and hid him from the haunts of men seven the desert gave him visions wild such as might suit the spectre's child where with black cliffs the torrents toil he watched the wheeling eddies boil till from their foam his dazzled eyes beheld the river demon rise the mountain mist took form and limb of noontide hag or goblin grim the midnight wind came wild and dread swelled with the voices of the dead far on the future battle heath his eye beheld the ranks of death thus the lone seer from mankind hurled shaped forth a disembodied world one lingering sympathy of mind still bound him to the mortal kind the only parent he could claim of ancient alpin's lineage came late had he heard in prophet's dream the fatal banshee's boding scream sounds too had come in midnight blast of charging steeds careering fast along banharo's shingly side where mortal horsemen ne'er might ride the thunderbolt had split the pine all augured ill to alpin's line he girt his loins and came to show the signals of impending woe and now stood prompt to bless or ban as bade the chieftains of his clan eight twas all prepared and from the rock a goat the patriarch of the flock before the kindling pile was laid and pierced by roderick's ready blade patient the sickening victim eyed the life-blood ebb in crimson tide down his clogged beard and shaggy limb till darkness glazed his eyeballs dim the grisly priest with murmuring prayer a slender crosslet framed with care a cubit's length in measure due the shaft and limbs were rods of yew whose parents in inch caliach wave their shadows o'er clan alpin's grave and answering loman's breezes deep soothe many a chieftain's endless sleep the cross thus formed he held on high with wasted hand and haggard eye and strange and mingled feelings woke while his anathema he spoke nine woe to the clansmen who shall view this symbol of sepulchral yew forgetful that its branches grew where weep the heavens their holiest dew on alpin's dwelling low deserter of his chieftain's trust he ne'er shall mingle with their dust but from his sires and kindred thrust each clansman's execration just shall doom him wrath and woe he paused the word the vassals took with forward step and fiery look on high their naked brands they shook their clattering targets wildly strook and first in murmur low 
then like the billow in his course that far to seaward finds his source and flings to shore his mustered force burst with loud roar their answer hoarse woe to the traitor woe benan's gray scalp the accents knew the joyous wolf from covert drew the exulting eagle screamed afar they knew the voice of alpin's war Ten. the shout was hushed on lake and fell the monk resumed his muttered spell dismal and low its accents came the while he scathed the cross with flame and the few words that reached the air although the holiest name was there had more of blasphemy than prayer but when he shook above the crowd its kindled points he spoke aloud woe to the wretch who fails to rear at this dread sign the ready spear for as the flames this symbol sear his home the refuge of his fear a kindred fate shall know far o'er its roof the volumed flame clan alpin's vengeance shall proclaim while maids and matrons on his name shall call down wretchedness and shame and infamy and woe then rose the cries of females shrill as goshawks whistle on the hill denouncing misery and ill mingled with childhood's babbling trill of curses stammered slow answering with imprecation dread sunk be his home in embers red and cursed be the meanest shed that e'er shall hide the houseless head we doom to want and woe a sharp and shrieking echo gave quaroriskin thy goblin cave and the grey pass where birches wave on Bela nambo eleven then deeper paused the priest anew and hard his labouring breath he drew while with set teeth and clenched hand and eyes that glowed like fiery brand he meditated curse more dread and deadlier on the clansman's head who summoned to his chieftain's aid the signal saw and disobeyed the crosslet's points of sparkling wood he quenched among the bubbling blood and as again the sign he reared hollow and hoarse his voice was heard when flits this cross from man to man the halpin summons to his clan burst be the ear that fails to heed palsied the foot that shuns to speed may ravens tear the careless eyes wolves make the coward heart their prize as sinks that blood stream in the earth so may his heart's blood drench his hearth as dies in hissing gore the spark quench thou his light destruction dark and be the grace to him denied bought by this sign to all beside he ceased no echo gave again the murmur of the deep amen twelve then roderick with impatient look from brian's hand the symbol took speed molly speed he said and gave the crosslet to his henchman brave the muster-place be lanrick mead instant the time speed molly's speed like heath-bird when the hawks pursue a barge across loch catrin flew high stood the henchman on the prow 
so rapidly the barge mow row the bubbles where they launched the boat were all unbroken and afloat dancing in foam and ripple still when it had neared the mainland hill and from the silver beach's side still was the prow three fathom wide when lightly bounded to the land the messenger of blood and brand thirteen speed molly speed the dun deer's hide on fleeter foot was never tied speed molly speed such cause of haste thine active sinews never braced bend gainst the steepy hill thy breast burst down like torrent from its crest with short and springing footstep pass the trembling bog and false morass across the brook like roebuck bound and thread the brake like questing hound the crag is high the scar is deep yet shrink not from the desperate leap parched are thy burning lips and brow yet by the fountain pause not now herald of battle fate and fear stretch onward in thy fleet career the wounded hind thou track'st not now pursuest not made through greenwood bough nor priest thou now thy flying pace with rivals in the mountain race but danger death and warrior deed are in thy course speed malice speed fourteen fast as the fatal symbol flies in arms the huts and hamlets rise from winding glen from upland brown they poured each hardy tenant down nor slacked the messenger his pace he showed the sign he named the place and pressing forward like the wind left clamour and surprise behind the fisherman forsook the strand the swarthy smith took dirk and brand with changed cheer the mower blithe left in the half-cut swath his scythe the herds without a keeper strayed the plough was in mid-furrow staved the falconer tossed his hawk away the hunter left the stag at bay prompt at the signal of alarms each son of alpin rushed to arms so swept the tumult and affray along the margin of vachray alas thou lovely lake that ere thy banks should echo sounds of fear the rocks the bosky thickets sleep so stilly on thy bosom deep the lark's blithe carol from the cloud seems for the scene too gaily loud fifteen speed molly speed the lake is past duncraggan's huts appear at last and peep like moss-grown rocks half seen half hidden in the copse so green there mayst thou rest thy labour done their lord shall speed the signal on as stoops the hawk upon his prey the henchman shot him down the way what woeful accents load the gale the funeral yell the female wail a gallant hunter's sport is o'er a valiant warrior fights no more who in the battle or the chase at roderick's side shall fill his place within the hall where torch's ray supplies the excluded beams of day lies duncan on his lowly bier and o'er him streams his widow's tear his stripling son stands mournful by his youngest weeps but knows not why 
the village maids and matrons round the dismal Koronach resound. 16. Koronach He is gone on the mountain, he is lost to the forest, like a summer-dried fountain, when our need was the sorest. The font reappearing from the raindrops shall borrow, but to us comes no cheering, to Duncan no morrow. The hand of the reaper takes the ears that are hoary, but the voice of the weeper wails manhood in glory. The autumn winds rushing waft the leaves that are searest, but our flower was in flushing when blighting was nearest. Fleet foot on the core, sage counsel in cumber, red hand in the foray, how sound is thy slumber! Like the dew on the mountain, like the foam on the river, like the bubble on the fountain, thou art gone, and forever. 17. See Stuma, who, the beer beside his master's corpse, with wonder eyed, poor Stuma, whom his least halloo could send like lightning o'er the dew, bristles his crest and points his ears, as if some stranger step he hears. Tis not a mourner's muffled tread who comes to sorrow o'er the dead, but headlong haste or deadly fear urge the precipitate career. All stand aghast, unheeding all the henchman bursts into the hall. Before the dead man's bier he stood, held forth the cross besmeared with blood, the muster-place is Lanrick Mead. Speed forth the signal, clansmen, speed. 18. Angus, the heir of Duncan's line, sprung forth and seized the fatal sign. In haste the stripling to his side his father's dirk and broadsword tied. But when he saw his mother's eye watch him in speechless agony, back to her opened arms he flew, pressed on her lips a fond adieu. Alas, she sobbed, and yet be gone, and speed thee forth like Duncan's son. One look he cast upon the bier, dashed from his eye the gathering tear, breathed deep to clear his laboring breast, and tossed aloft his bonnet crest. Then, like the high-bred colt, when, freed, first he essays his fire and speed, he vanished and o'er moor and moss sped forward with the fiery cross. Suspended was the widow's tear, while yet his footsteps she could hear. And when she marked the henchman's eye, wet with unwanted sympathy, Kinsman, she said, his race is run, that should have sped thine errand on. The oak has fallen, the sapling bough is all Duncragan's shelter now. Yet trust I well, his duty done, the orphan's God will guard my son. And you, in many a danger true, at Duncan's hest your blades that drew to arms, and guard that orphan's head. Let babes and women wail the dead. Then weapon-clang and martial call resounded through the funeral hall, while from the walls the attendant band snatched sword and targ with hurried hand and short and flitting energy glanced from the mourner's sunken eye, as if the sounds to warrior dear might rouse her Duncan from his bier. But faded soon that borrowed force. Grief claimed his right, 
and tears their course. 19. Ben Leddy saw the cross of fire, it glanced like lightning up Strathire, o'er dale and hill the summons flew, nor rest nor pause young Angus knew. The tear that gathered in his eye he left the mountain breeze to dry, until where teeth's young waters roll betwixt him and a wooded knoll that graced the sable strath with green, the chapel of St. Bride was seen. Swoln was the stream, remote the bridge, but Angus paused not on the edge. Though the dark waves danced dizzily, though reeled his sympathetic eye, he dashed amid the torrent's roar, his right hand high the crosslet bore, his left the pole-axe grasped to guide and stay his footing in the tide. He stumbled twice, the foam splashed high, with hoarser swell the stream raced by, and had he fallen, forever there farewell Duncragan's orphan heir. But still, as if in parting life, firmer he grasped the cross of strife, until the opposing bank he gained, and up the chapel pathway strained. 20. A blithesome rout that morning tide had sought the chapel of St. Bride. Her troth Tombea's Mary gave to Norman, heir of Armandave, and issuing from the Gothic arch, the bridal now resumed their march. In rude but glad procession came bonneted sire, and quaff-clad dame, and plaided youth with jest and jeer which snooded maiden would not hear, and children that, unwitting why, lent the gay shout their shrilly cry, and minstrels that in measures vied before the young and bonny bride, whose downcast eye and cheek disclose the tear and blush of morning rose. With virgin step and bashful hand she held the kerchief's snowy band. The gallant bridegroom by her side beheld his prize with victor's pride, and the glad mother in her ear was closely whispering word of cheer. 21. Who meets them at the churchyard gate, the messenger of fear and fate, haste in his hurried accent lies, and grief is swimming in his eyes, all dripping from the recent flood, panting and travel-soiled he stood, the fatal sign of fire and sword held forth and spoke the appointed word. The muster-place is Lanrick Mead, speed forth the signal, Norman, speed. And must he change so soon the hand, just linked to his by holy band, for the fell cross of blood and brand? And must the day, so blithe that rose, and promised rapture in the close, before its setting hour, divide the bridegroom from the plighted bride? O oh, fatal doom, it must, it must, Clan Alpin's cause, her chieftain's trust, her summons dread brook no delay, stretch to the race, away, away. 22. Yet slow he laid his plaid aside, and lingering eyed his lovely bride, until he saw the starting tear speak woe he might not stop to cheer. Then, trusting not a second look, 
in haste he sped hind up the brook nor backward glanced till on the heath where lopnaich's lake supplies the teeth what in the racer's bosom stirred the sickening pang of hope deferred and memory with a torturing train of all his morning visions vain mingled with love's impatience came the manly thirst for martial fame the stormy joy of mountaineers ere yet they rush upon the spears and zeal for clan and chieftain burning and hope from well-fought field returning with war's red honours on his crest to clasp his mary to his breast stung by such thoughts o'er bank and bray like fire from flint he glanced away while high resolve and feeling strong burst into voluntary song twenty three song the heath this night must be my bed the bracken curtain for my head my lullaby the warders tread far far from love and thee mary to-morrow eve more stilly laid my couch may be my bloody plaid my vesper song thy wail sweet maid it will not waken me mary i may not dare not fancy now the grief that clouds thy lovely brow i dare not think upon thy vow and all it promised me mary no fond regret must norman know when bursts clan alpin on the foe his heart must be like bended bow his foot like arrow free mary a time will come with feeling fraught for if i fall in battle fought thy hapless lover's dying thought shall be a thought on thee mary and if returned from conquered foes how blithely will the evening close how sweet the linnet sing repose to my young bride and me mary twenty four not faster o'er thy heathery braes balchidar speeds the midnight blaze rushing in conflagration strong thy deep ravines and dells along wrapping thy cliffs in purple glow and reddening the dark lakes below nor faster speeds it nor so far as o'er thy heaths the voice of war the signal roused to martial coil the sullen margin of loch Vaal. waked still loch Don, and to the source alarmed balvai thy swampy course then southward turned its rapid road adown strathgartney's valley broad till rose in arms each man might claim a portion in clan alpin's name from the grey sire whose trembling hand could hardly buckle on his brand to the raw boy whose shaft and bow were yet scarce terror to the crow each valley each sequestered glen mustered its little horde of men that met as torrents from the height in highland dales their streams unite still gathering as they pour along a voice more loud a tide more strong till at the rendezvous they stood by hundreds prompt for blows and blood each trained to arms since life began owning no tie but to his clan no oath but by his chieftain's hand no law but roderick dhu's command twenty five 
that summer morn had roderick dhu surveyed the skirts of benvenue and sent his scouts o'er hill and heath to view the frontiers of menteith all backward came with news of truce still lay each marshal graham and bruce in rednock courts no horsemen wait no banner waved on cardros gate on duchre's towers no beacon shone nor scared the herons from loch con all seemed at peace now what ye wily the chieftain with such anxious eye ere to the muster he repair this western frontier scanned with care in benvenue's most darksome cleft a fair though cruel pledge was left for douglas to his promise true that morning from the isle withdrew and in a deep sequestered dell had sought a low and lonely cell by many a bard in celtic tongue has quar non uriskin been sung a softer name the saxons gave and called the grot the goblin cave twenty six it was a wild and strange retreat as e'er was trod by outlaws feet the dell upon the mountain's crest yawned like a gash on warrior's breast its trench had stayed full many a rock hurled by primeval earthquake shock from benvenue's gray summit wild and here in random ruin piled they frowned incumbent o'er the spot and formed the rugged sylvan rock the oak and birch with mingled shade at noontide there a twilight made unless when short and sudden shone some straggling beam on cliff or stone with such a glimpse as prophet's eye gains on thy depth futurity no murmur waked the solemn still save tinkling of a fountain rill but when the wind chafed with the lake a sullen sound would upward break with dashing hollow voice that spoke the incessant war of wave and rock suspended cliffs with hideous sway seemed nodding o'er the cavern gray from such a den the wolf had sprung in such the wildcat leaves her young yet douglas and his daughter fair sought for a space their safety there gray superstitions whisper dread debarred the spot to vulgar tread for there she said did fays resort and satyrs hold their sylvan court by moonlight tread their mystic maze and blast the rash beholder's gaze twenty seven now eve with western shadows long floated on catherine bright and strong when roderick with a chosen few repassed the heights of benvenue above the goblin cave they go through the wild pass of belnambo the prompt retainers speed before to launch the shallop from the shore for cross loch catrin lies his way to view the passes of achre and place his clansmen in array yet lags the chief in musing mind unwonted sight his men behind a single page to bear his sword alone attended on his lord the rest their way through thickets break and soon await him by the lake it was a fair and gallant sight to view them from the neighbouring height 
by the low-leveled sunbeam's light for strength and stature from the clan each warrior was a chosen man as even afar might well be seen by their proud step and martial mien their feathers dance their tartans float their targets gleam as by the boat a wild and warlike group they stand that well became such mountain strand twenty eight their chief with step reluctant still was lingering on the craggy hill hard by where turned apart the road to douglas's obscure abode it was but with that dawning morn that roderick dhu had proudly sworn to drown his love in war's wild roar nor think of ellen douglas more but he who stems a stream with sand and fetters flame with flaxen band has yet a harder task to prove by firm resolve to conquer love eve finds the chief like restless ghost still hovering near his treasure lost for though his haughty heart deny a parting meeting to his eye still fondly strains his anxious ear the accents of her voice to hear and inly did he curse the breeze that waked to sound the rustling trees but hark what mingles in the strain it is the harp of allenbane that wakes its measure slow and high attuned to sacred minstrelsy what melting voice attends the strings tis ellen or an angel sings twenty nine hymn to the virgin ave maria maiden mild listen to a maiden's prayer thou canst hear though from the wild thou canst save amid despair safe may we sleep beneath thy care though banished outcast and reviled maiden hear a maiden's prayer mother hear a suppliant child ave maria ave maria undefiled the flinty couch we now must share shall seem with down of eider piled if thy protection hover there the murky cavern's heavy air shall breathe of balm if thou hast smiled then maiden hear a maiden's prayer mother list a suppliant child ave maria ave maria stainless styled foul demons of the earth and air from this their wonted haunt exiled shall flee before thy presence fair we bow us to our lot of care beneath thy guidance reconciled hear for a maid a maiden's prayer and for a father hear a child ave maria thirty died on the harp the closing hymn unmoved in attitude and limb as listening still clan alpin's lord stood leaning on his heavy sword until the page with humble sign twice pointed to the sun's decline then while his plaid he round him cast it is the last time tis the last he muttered thrice the last time ere that angel voice shall roderick hear it was a goading thought 
his stride hide hastier down the mountain-side sullen he flung him in the boat an instant cross the lake it shot they landed in that silvery bay and eastward held their hasty way till with the latest beams of light the band arrived on lanrick height where mustered in the vale below clan alpin's men in martial show thirty one a various scene the clansmen made some sat some stood some slowly strayed but most with mantles folded round were couched to rest upon the ground scarce to be known by curious eye from the deep heather where they lie so well was matched the tartan screen with heath-bell dark and bracken's green unless where here and there a blade or lance's point a glimmer made like glow-worm twinkling through the shade but when advancing through the gloom they saw the chieftain's eagle plume their shout of welcome shrill and wide shook the steep mountain's steady side thrice it arose and lake and fell three times returned the martial yell it died upon bochassel's plain and silence claimed her evening reign End of section 3